0: This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I thank you so much for joining me today. I am talking today, I've got a lot on my mind, and today I'm talking about what your garden teaches you about goal setting. So as I record this, it's July 2022, we're right in the middle of summer, and for a lot of people, it's gardening season. And whether you yourself are a gardener or not, I think you're still going to get a lot out of this episode. So stay tuned because it's really interesting. When you think about it, there are a lot of parallels between gardening and other aspects of life. So this past uh, week or two, I've really, well, I always have goal setting on my mind, but I have really been dialing in on some of my goals and I'm learning a ton about the process of working on your goals. And I've been sharing it. And I had two interesting conversations with some friends of mine that really prompted this topic. So I have to give a shout out to my former neighbor and to one of the coaches on my team, who's a really big gardener and has actually taught me a lot about it. And separately, we, we each had conversations about this. And so I was putting together some of the themes that we talked about and decided that I would share today in this episode. So what does your garden teach you about goal setting? Well, if you have planted anything in your life, whether it's just a little house plant or vegetables or flowers, you know that one of the biggest um, qualities you're going to have to embody is patience because nothing grows overnight. If you think about a vegetable garden, so I have a little bit of experience i would I would not at all call myself a seasoned gardener, but maybe about five years ago, I decided to actually probably more, maybe seven or eight years ago when I was living in my other house, I decided to plant a raised garden with my kids. And it was actually a really fun project. They were obviously much younger then. So they were probably um, around five and eight. And so they were at really great ages. They totally got into it. And we had a lot of fun Planting and watch, you know, watering. They had more fun watering than I did, and you know, watching the seeds turn into plants, and the plants grow flowers, and the flowers get pollinated, and then the uh, and then watch them turn into vegetables and grow, and then get to the point where we could pick them and actually eat them, and say we grew these from tiny little seeds in our backyard, and it was a super fun experiment. And so, you know, around here up in Boston, the planting season really doesn't begin until May because it's just too cold. The weather is too unpredictable uh, through April. But once you hit May, it's a pretty good time to start planting. So when you plant those little seeds in May, you have to know you're not going to see anything from them probably until the end of August and even into September and October. So that's three whole months where you have to nurture something, you have to take care of it every single day, you have to water it every single day, you have to check in on it, you have to make sure the bugs aren't getting it and kind of pay attention to the weather, what's going on that summer, is it rainy, is it especially hot and sunny and what kind of adjustments do you have to make? And you just have to be really patient and you wait and wait and it's May and it's June and it's July and you do your thing And then finally, you get to the end of August and you get to reap the reward of all your efforts and you get to start picking all of these great vegetables from your garden. And it's super exciting. And for maybe a month, you have all these fresh vegetables and your salads are better and your snacks are better. And you're feeling super proud of yourself because you grew these yourself. Well, that's a long time to wait for something that requires daily effort. And you have to wait a good three months, yeah, good three months until you really start to see the payoff. So it is truly an exercise in patience. But if you can hang in there and see the whole process through, then you really get to benefit And so just like gardening, when you have a goal, most goals are not going to come to fruition in a short period of time. Three months is actually, relatively speaking, a short period of time. When you think of goals, most goals are going to take even longer than that. Certainly if it's weight loss, if it's growing muscle, if it's toning your body, if it's saving money, if it's paying off debt. If it's working on relationships, if it's improving your nutrition, all of these things are going to take a lot of time. So three months is actually going to be nothing in the scheme of things. Uh, So they all are going to require a lot of patience. And that is not easy for most people, but it's something that we have to find within us and know that it will be worthwhile. The end result will be worthwhile if we can be patient and do the work that we have to do day 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 in and day out we will really reap the benefit. So that is one thing that our garden teaches us. And the second thing that our garden teaches us about goal setting is that the journey is often just as great, perhaps perhaps sometimes even better than the outcome. And if you can really fall in love with the process and the journey, the whole experience is going to be so much better. If you're just focused on the outcome, the end result and the final goal, then that's going to be great and you're going to feel really good about that. But if you can really enjoy and love and embrace the process, everything is going to be better. So going back to our gardening metaphor, think about all the different experiences and all the different parts of that process that get you, you know, May, June, July, that get you to the end point of being able to harvest, there are lots of potential obstacles when it comes to gardening. There are bugs, there's excessive rain, there's excessive heat, there's excessive sun, there are animals, there are critters, there are creatures, there are maybe kids who stomp on your garden. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong and that can really thwart your efforts. And part of gardening is being a good problem solver, because it is most certainly not going to be a, a simple journey. There are going to be obstacles that you have to address. And so, again, you really have to embrace this. You can't just give up the first time, oh, we got a lot of rain, or oh, it was really hot, and um, you know it killed the plants, or oh, there, there are bunnies out there, and the bunnies are eating the leaves. You can't just give up. You got to say, okay, here's an obstacle. What can I do to problem solve and try to mitigate this problem? And you may not know what that answer is, especially if you're a new gardener like me. I'm really not very seasoned at all. So I most certainly am not going to have the answers but it's 2022 and we can get answers to just about anything that we want. So we can go to our good friend Google and get lots of information. We can talk to our gardening friends and get some input. We can go to the gardening centers, which tend to attract lots of expert gardeners and we can talk it up with them and tell them about our problem in the garden and ask them for what kind of advice they have. If you go on social media, you can find groups, you can find communities who love to talk about gardening and would love to share their experience with you and help you problem solve. So it is most definitely a skill and a quality you're going to have to embrace in order to get to the end point. Same thing with goals. Your goals are not going to be smooth sailing all the time. There will be bumps in the road There will be setbacks. There will be all sorts of crazy obstacles. And we can't let them knock us down the first time the journey gets hard. We've got to say, okay, here's an obstacle. How am I going to problem solve and work around it? And again, you may not know the answer yourself, but there are so many people around you who can help you find the answer. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be an especially well trained person. Sometimes it's just an objective person who doesn't have all the emotion that you do from the inside and just talking it through with an objective person can help you find the answer. But of course there are always professionals out there who know a lot more about any given goal than you do. And you can take advantage of them so that you can problem solve. And the next thing that your garden is going to teach you is that you may need to change your expectations about the time frame that it's going to take to reach your goals. So you might have a number or a date in your mind by which you would like to reach your goal or by which you, you know, or how long you think it's going to take to reach your goal. And that may be accurate, but chances are it's going to be totally inaccurate because who's to say that any one goal should be met in a certain timeframe. We can't account for all the different bumps in the journey that are going to take place because they will. And so sometimes the journey takes a little bit longer than you think, but in the end, you can still get there. And in the grand, grand scheme of things, will it matter when it comes to gardening in a given year? It will, because in most climates, you only have one season. I I should correct myself up here in the Northeast, we have one season to grow in other parts of the country. They can grow year round, but, but up here, we only have one chance to, um, garden. For, uh, you know what? I got to rescind that because there are many opportunities for indoor gardening as well. So let's just scrap that. Um, but what I do know is that for some plants, as I'm learning, you may need to adjust your time frame. So you might think, oh, I'm going to plant this and it's going to blossom and it's going to do great and thrive. And I'll see the flowers or the vegetables or whatever it is that first year. And what I'm learning is that there are some plants that really don't truly start to blossom for several years. So it might not be even until year two, year three, maybe even four or five that you really start to see a healthy harvest. And so you got to just be patient and, and know that, okay, yeah, that would have been great if I could plant it one year and then harvest it that same year, but it just might not work like that. And I can decide whether or not I want to invest in that knowing, okay, it's going to take a little bit longer, but just be patient, do the work, and then it'll be worthwhile. So again, going back, whatever your goals, if it's a health goal, if it's a financial goal, if it's a relationship goal, you might think, yeah, we'll whip this into shape in three months or one week, or I'll, you know, I'll do a 10 day cleanse and I'll solve all of my nutrition issues. And it just might take longer than you think. But in the end, that can totally be okay. And most people won't know the difference. And even for you, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to matter if it takes a bit longer, as long as you get there. And then the next thing that our garden teaches us is that sometimes the path that you think it will take to get you to your goal is not exactly the path that actually does. So you might create a plan A and think, oh, I'm going to do plan A and it's going to get me to my results. So maybe you say, okay, I'm going to plant this raised garden in my backyard and we're going to grow five different kinds of vegetables and we'll do what we need to do every day. We'll water them. Sun's going to help them grow. The bees will do their job and it's going to be great. But then for whatever reason, you might find that, you know what, your backyard is really not well-suited for this garden. Maybe there are just too many creatures and animals. And like in my house, in my old house and in my current house, I backed up to conservation land. So we can't put fences in our yard and restrict the animal traffic from the conservation land to our property. So it is very possible that it could be the case that animals would destroy a garden. And I might have to say, okay, This backyard garden is not going to be viable for me, but I really want to grow some fresh vegetables. So what am I going to do? Well, I do have a deck and in both my houses, the decks have been raised. And so maybe I decide I'm going to do potted plants and I'm going to garden on the deck. And so I'm going to just plant a whole variety of plants and use different pots. And then I'm going to to spare them from some of the creatures and animals and work around that problem. So plan B is I don't have this raised garden bed in the backyard, but I surround my deck with lots of potted plants and we grow it that way. Or maybe I find that, you know what, even that doesn't solve the problem because the deck gets too much sun and everything fries and it's just not a good option. So maybe I need to turn to indoor gardening and maybe I need one of those hydroponic systems um, where, in fact, some of the, these don't even grow with dirt and you can even grow them indoors. And maybe that's what I need to do, just given the layout of my house and the position of the sun. And maybe I just need to do indoor gardening and that's my option that I have. So at the end of the day, if I can still grow whatever it is I want to grow, well, then that's great. And so it took me a different path to get there. But at the end of the day, I still was able to harvest what I wanted to harvest. Our goals are the same way that you may think that you're going to follow one plan and that is going to get you to your goal. And then you learn, you know, we have no way of no way of knowing how something is really going to be or how it's really going to play out until we actually try it. And I always, I always tell my kids this as well, that I would much rather us collect the data. I'd rather you go into this situation that you're not, maybe you're hesitant and you're not sure it's going to work out or you're not sure you're going to like it. Well, I would rather that you go once, maybe even a few times and see for yourself what it's really like before you decide if it's something that you want to do. Because as we all know, chances are, once you get into doing something, you like it a whole lot more than you think you will, or you find that it's a lot more doable than you thought it would be. And so, um, so, you know, we might go into our goal with a plan A and we think that's going to be the one that's going to work and we give it a try. And then we realize, okay. That one has some problems that I didn't anticipate. And I would have had no way of knowing about that until I actually did it. So now that I know that, let me make some adjustments and let me, and maybe you don't know. Okay. All I knew was plan A. I have no idea what a plan B would be. So back to the gardeners, what would you do if you don't know? Well, talk to the expert. Maybe it's something you can Google. Maybe you can talk to other people who, you know, friends, family members who have already achieved that goal. Or maybe you loop in the experts and say, I'm trying to reach this goal. I tried plan A, that didn't work. I know in probably every situation, there is more than one option for getting to the end point. So who can help you come up with your plan B? And maybe it might even be a plan C or D, but just keep trying until you find what works. Or maybe you try many and you pull different elements of different strategies until you find the hybrid combination that works for you. So I think that is everything. Nope, that's not everything that I want to talk about. I made some notes and I'm just taking a look at them. Um, You know, so in the end, so let's say you've had to try plan A, plan B, plan C, you've had to problem solve and this whole journey took you longer than you thought it would. In the end, you are going to be so proud of yourself for persevering, for problem solving, for doing the research, for asking for help. Isn't that going to feel so much better than if it was easy peasy and everything happened in the first week? I mean, of course, who wouldn't love that, right? But life just doesn't work that way. And in the end, I know you're going to feel so good about yourself. When you have persisted through the challenges and exercise patience to get to where you want to be, you are most certainly going to feel better than if you gave up because it got hard, it didn't work right away, it was taking too long, and so you just gave up. That's going to sit with you for the rest of your life, and that is not going to feel good. So in the end, even if there were challenges and you had to pivot and you had to try plan B, C, and D, and it took longer, you are going to feel so good for reaching that goal. and You'll probably have a lot of really great stories to tell of the times you totally flubbed it up, the times you wanted to give up, the time someone inspired you at just the right moment to keep going, the time you had the random conversation standing in line at Starbucks and that really helped you address a certain glitch in your system. You'll have great stories to tell about the journey and the obstacles that you overcame and it's going to make you appreciate the outcome even more. And then I have to talk about one more thing, which I'm actually going to do a separate episode about, but I have to talk about it here because it's very relevant, which is have you ever thought about this question? Who do you need to become in order to reach this goal? And so, in this example here of what our garden is teaching us, maybe you need to become someone who's a little different. Maybe you have to become more of a scientist who tests out hypotheses. Well, I think this will work. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to give it a try. take a look at the data and then evaluate. Maybe you need to be someone who consults with other people who kind of becomes a little bit more humble and acknowledges when you don't know how to do something and ask for help so that you can benefit from other people who have done it before. Maybe you need to become someone who reads a little bit more and and goes online or buys book or books or handbooks or um, reads up on what it's going to take to reach your goal. And that might not have been something that you used to do, but maybe becoming someone who does this is going to help you succeed. Maybe you need to become someone who makes adjustments as you go along, who doesn't get so locked into this idea that there's only one way to do something and that I'm going to do it this way. Maybe you have to become someone who's more flexible and can try lots of different things and make adjustments, take input from other people and not be afraid to try something new. You might have done something a certain way, maybe in the past, you know, if you had to lose weight, you made one adjustment and, you know, and that got you where you wanted to be. But now all of a sudden you're 20 years older, you're 10 years older, and all of a sudden what worked in the past doesn't work anymore. And so you might have to try something new that you've never tried before. And so maybe you need to become someone who's not afraid to try something new. So at the end of the day, what does our garden teach us? it's that if you lean into the journey and really embrace it and have fun with it and own the challenges and accept that there will be challenges then you will get to your goal it might take you a little bit longer but you will get to your goal you will not give up and the results will be amazing and you will appreciate appreciate them 10 times more because of all of the challenges that you overcame because of the person you grew into in the process of facing those challenges And you will most certainly be 10 times happier than you would be if you gave up because it got too hard and you never achieved that goal. So I'd love to know what you think. If you're a gardener and this resonates with you, I'd love to hear. And if this gets, if this gets you thinking about how we can exercise some of these same principles that gardens teach us, love to hear more about it. So find me on social media, send me an email, always in the show notes, and we'd love to hear from you. I hope this helps and I'll be back next week. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.